Christopher Charles Halixis grew up in Battle Creek, Michigan. However, as he grew up, he later moved to Paradise, Michigan, so this case has ties to both of those areas. Ever since he was a child, Christopher loved the outdoors and would spend every waking minute of the At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Day outside. His family owned a cabin in a remote area of the woods located fairly close to the east bank of the Two-Hearted River in northern Michigan. For Chris, this was one of his favorite spots to spend time and relax. According to his friends and family, Chris wasn't just someone who loved to visit various camping spots and national parks. He would find paths where no one had ever gone before and make his own way in the wilderness all in the name of a good time. For example, Chris once walked more than 19 hours straight, just traveling through the woods as a way to test his endurance and skill while making his way off the beaten path. This was a man who meant serious business when he camped outdoors. It's exactly this that makes his case all the more strange. How could a man with such an incredible knack for hiking, trail climbing, and camping end up going missing near a cabin that his family had owned for many years? To top this off, another man, Derek Hennigan, would go missing under extremely suspicious yet wildly similar circumstances just a short time later. Neither of these two men have ever been found, and more than a decade later, both cases remain unsolved. One of Chris's favorite places to go was a small area just inside of the Lake Superior State Forest at the Taquamanan Falls State Park. At the time, the area was known for being in remarkable condition and had a very small amount of human influence, mostly remaining as untouched woods and forests. It was a 52,000-acre area that was perfect for going off-grid for a while. Chris never got married, so if he ever took someone with him to go camping, it was usually a friend or a family member. Other than that, he would mostly go hiking or disappear into the woods on his own for a few days at a time. He worked a variety of jobs that would allow him to have some time off to continue his hobby, such as working at a brewery, a lodge, a library, and he even worked as a land surveyor for a while. Chris wasn't a man who preferred any specific career. He would hold down just about any job that he found joy in and had a wide array of skills. Of the countless people who have managed to go missing each year in national parks around the world, Chris is not a person you'd expect to lose his way in a forest. He had a keen ability to live off of what Mother Nature had provided and would be able to survive in the wilderness for several days at a time with virtually no equipment, food, or water. He would always find a way to make things work using nothing but what he had found in the wild. The strange case of Christopher Halixis truly began on March 17, 2004. He visited a local BP gas station and purchased some drinks and snacks, telling the clerk at the station that he was heading out to his camp for a while. When Christopher didn't return home after a few days of camping, his family wasn't terribly concerned. After all, he knew his way around the forest and would often disappear for several days at a time. 
However, as time passed by, his family became increasingly worried about him. When he didn't show up for work, they knew something was seriously wrong. The Chippewa County Sheriff's Office was finally tipped off that Chris had gone missing, and they worked alongside the Michigan State Police to gather a team of volunteers to search for him. It didn't take long for the search and rescue team to find a trail of Christopher's snowshoe prints, and they followed them for several miles before any other clues popped up. Wherever he had gone, he traveled a great distance on foot. The tracks eventually disappeared somewhere near a swampy area, causing the search team to lose track of him. Police soon learned from Christopher's family that he had hiked in this area dozens of times before. His parents even said that he'd been here so often that he stashed food in various places in case of an emergency one day. Chris was fully prepared for anything to go wrong. So how is it that he could have vanished without leaving so much as a trail behind? During follow-up searches that were conducted by police, they came across a few items that are believed to have belonged to Chris, as well as supplies that appear to have been tossed around and abandoned. A well-hidden shelter was also found and it was in great shape with no signs of distress or anything that was out of place. Eventually, the search team came across buckets that were full of shoes, cups, plastic bags, and other supplies that had been abandoned, some of them being scattered around on the ground. The search team said that this discovery was very disheartening and they felt that something terrible had likely happened to Chris. A volunteer team would later find an expended slug using metal detectors. They also raised alarms because Chris wasn't known to have been carrying any sort of firearm with him, nor did he even own one as far as I can tell. The shell appeared to be somewhat recent, but the only evidence they found pointed to Chris being the only person in the woods that day. So where did this slug come from, and who could have fired it? Chris Halixis nor his belongings were ever found, and the trail stopped at his campsite. Interestingly though, Chris wasn't the only person to have gone missing in the same area under similar circumstances. Another man, Joe Cluley, had also disappeared, as had another man named Derek Ray Hennigan. Derek would vanish about 15 miles away from Christopher. Derek had several friends who lived in Newberry, Michigan, in an extremely remote area where locals would hunt for deer as well as camp or hike. Derek had made plans on August 4, 2008 to meet up with his girlfriend near a deer blind in the woods at about 4.30 in the afternoon. His girlfriend showed up at the hunting blind as planned, but Derek never came. No one knows what could have happened to him, but in essence, it was as if he simply vanished into thin air, never to be seen again. Derek had a small family, including two children who lived with his ex-wife. He would call them every night to speak with them and never missed any major life events. His children meant everything to him. His girlfriend at the time was also pregnant when he disappeared. After Derek had disappeared, his girlfriend gave birth four months later, and the child had been forced to grow up without ever knowing his father. Police and investigating agencies claim that this is nothing more than a simple missing person case, but Derek's family are not convinced that this is true. They say he would never abandon his children, nor would he leave his pregnant girlfriend behind if he planned on leaving for someplace else. Considering Newberry, Michigan has a population of just 2,570 people, it's certainly a town where everyone knows everyone, 
and someone must know something about what happened to Derek. Unfortunately, police have no leads in the case, and Derek's family feel like they aren't taking the case seriously enough. Sadly, this is where the story of Derek Hennigan ends. 14 years later, we're no closer to finding out what happened to him. And another 18 years later, we're no closer to finding out what happened to Chris Halisix either.